0: Hi, and welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading Mark, Mark chapter 6. Then we'll do a quick uh, review of the takeaways and we'll end with a quick prayer. So let us go ahead and get started. Mark 6 A Prophet Without Honor. Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, He began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked? What's this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own town, among his relatives, and in his own home. He could not do any miracles there, except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Jesus sends out the twelve. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village, calling the twelve to him. He began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff. No bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, Leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. John the Baptist beheaded. King Herod heard about this, for Jesus' name had become well known. Some were saying John the Baptist has been raised from the dead, and that is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Others said he is Elijah. And still other claimed he is prophet like one of prophets of long ago. But when Herod heard this, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised from the dead. When Herod himself had given orders to have John arrested, and he had him bound and put in prison, he did this because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, whom he had married. For John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias nursed a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. But she was not able to, because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled. Yet, he liked to listen to him. Finally, the opportune time came. On his birthday, Herod gave a banquet for his high officials and military commanders, and the leading men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guest. The king said to the girl, Ask me for anything you want, and I will give it to you. And he promised her with an oath, Whatever you ask, I will give you up to half my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask for? The head of John the Baptist, she answered. At once, the girl hurried in to the king with the request, I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was greatly distressed. But because of his oath and his dinner guests, he did not want to refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. The men went, beheaded John in the prison, and brought back his head on a platter. He presented it to the girl And she gave it to her mother. On hearing of this, John's disciples came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. Jesus feeds the 5,000. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But when many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all town and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take more than half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have? He asked, go and see. When they found out, they said five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was 5,000. Jesus walks on the water. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida. When he dismissed the crowd, after leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. Later that night, the boat was in the middle of the lake and he was alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Shortly before dawn, he went out to them. Walking on the lake, he was about to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out, because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately, he spoke to them and said, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down. They were completely amazed, for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they landed at Genesaret and anchored there. As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. They ran throughout the whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went into villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. This is the end of Mark chapter 6. Now, let us look at the key takeaways. The first thing is that we see Jesus' final extended ministry uh, at home. And people there were surprised and amazed at his teaching. But in the end, they took offense to him because they thought he was no one special and that they had seen him grow up throughout their whole life. And Jesus' response to them was quite simple. He said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. And to continue on Mark 6, verse 6, he, then, he said, And he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went round about the villages, teaching. So God basically is telling us that he's not going to force himself upon anyone. Jesus often said, your faith has made you whole. Thus, Jesus was not about to force anyone against their will to believe in him. At this point, Jesus uh, sends his disciples out to other parts of the country to minister and to cast out unclean spirits. The second takeaway, we see Herod uh, had John in prison because he had dared to speak against his marriage to Herodias, his brother's wife, and called it adulterous. Herodias had a huge grudge against him because of this, and she created a plot to have her daughter dance in front of Herod at a party where he would promise her anything that she wanted. Her response, the daughter's response to Herod, was to bring her, John's head, on a platter. And against his will, Herod had to follow through on his word. The third takeaway, we see Jesus performing a miracle uh, where he's feeding a multitude of 5,000 people uh, that were following him with only five loaves and two fish. In the next miracle, we see the disciples went ahead of Jesus in a boat. Uh, Jesus went up to the mountain to pray, and then as he goes back to encounter his disciples there in a boat, he's walking on water, and there's a storm. And all of a sudden. The disciples see Jesus walking by them, and they get startled and terrified. So Jesus says, fear, don't fear, be of courage, for it is high. And then he steps into the boat, and immediately the elements cease. And they were just simply amazed. They had not yet captured the power of his miracle with the five loaves and the two fish. So in summary, we see Jesus' ministry being rejected, in his hometown of Nazareth, where a few miracles were done due to the hardened hearts of the people. Uh, Jesus instead leaves and sends his disciples uh, two by two to go out and preach and cast out demons on his behalf. We also read how John the Baptist was beheaded at the hand of Herod for being willing to speak the truth and tell him that his marriage to Herodias, who was the wife of his brother Philip. And just... Basically told them that it was not lawful in the eyes of God. And for that, he gets beheaded. And then we see Jesus perform yet another miracle where he's feeding a multitude of 5,000 people with only uh, 5,000 people with only 5 loaves and 2 fish. And finally, we see Jesus walking in water towards his disciples who are in a boat uh, suffering through a storm and they're terrified when they see him. But as soon as Jesus steps into the boat, all the elements uh, cease and calm is restored. And they were just simply amazed by this. So, so in essence, we see Jesus displaying the power of his deity, doing miracles after miracle. And yet the people's heart were hardened. They just simply did not want to believe. So let us pray. Father, Almighty God, we come today, as we do every day, to glorify you and also to ask for your forgiveness, Lord. Thank you for bringing your word to us, dear Lord. Thank you for ministering to our lost souls so that we may find salvation in you, Lord. Thank you for coming down to us, Lord. Thank you for your infinite mercy and not holding our sins against us. Thank you for giving us a way back to you, Father God. We pray that you soften our hearts and welcome us into your arms every time that we fall away from you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So this concludes today's reading and interpretation of Mark chapter 6. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.